Thank you for listening to The Magenta Maven. In this episode, I interviewed show director at the Queens of Palace in Chattanooga, Jen Von Tonic. So I'm here with Jen Von Tonic, the show director at Queens of Palace. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're going to go ahead and uh, get right on into the questions. Uh, where did you grow up? So I am originally from this tiny little town. It's like a little stop on the interstate. It's called Aiken, South Carolina. If you have heard of it, um, shout out to you because it is a tiny little place. Like, I mean, we grew up watching the grass grow for fun. So um, my parents actually ended up uh, moving and retiring up here in Chattanooga. And I came and visited one time and was like, oh, I want to move here. This is so much more exciting. So that's how I ended up in Chattanooga. So <laughs> so you went to school in South Carolina? I did. I moved up here to Chattanooga when I was 19. Okay. And how old are you now? I'm 24. So okay. not too okay. long ago, but no. a little ways ago. <laughs> Do you have any brothers or sisters? I am the only child. I'm pretty convinced that my parents had me and they were like, oh, God, we don't want another because <laughs> she is a mess. <laughs> so <laughs> so what were you like as a child? Um, So I, oh, I was really into, especially in my teenage years, I was really into a lot of like the goth kind of lifestyle, that whole kind of like I was a very avid Hot Topic shopper, um, just kind of that whole kind of scene. Um, I went to a lot of raves when I was underaged. I had like a fake ID and thought I was like the coolest thing ever. Um, I um, did a lot of uh, recreational activities and um, just like grew up very fast just because the kind of the people I was hanging out in and the lifestyle I was involved in. Um, so it was super crazy. I kind of got all of my wildness out when I was like before I was 20 years old so um but it was a it was a cool it was a cool experience and I mean I personally have a very big fondness still for like rave culture and like the goth kind of style and everything I've kind of grown away from it a little bit but it's something I still really kind of am into I think that's kind of something that everybody does when they grow up in a small town because even though I live there uh, in Chattanooga for a little while I'm actually from Lafette so it's a little bit okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> small town outside of there so I know exactly how that is especially if you ever get away from your small town area then it's right uh, <laughs> like the, the raves I went to were like 40 minutes away and I would drive every week and I was like I'm so cool I'm in Augusta Georgia it's better than Aiken South Carolina but <laughs> like looking back they're not by any means like metropolis places or anything so oh yeah I used to drive to Birmingham from uh, Chattanooga just to go um, go out sometimes so I okay. know what it is about driving yeah outside of the area so what did you want to be when you were a child? So I wanted I wanted to be a fashion designer. I didn't know how to draw and I didn't know how to sew. So I don't know how I thought that was going to work out for me. Um, but that's what I wanted to be at like a very early age. I was always really into like, like just fashion itself, whether it be, you know, like more of like a mainstream fashion or underground fashion. I just really liked accessorizing and all that stuff. That's still something I'm super into. However, I'm not going to be a fashion designer because I still don't know how to draw and I barely know how to sew. So. <laughs> I think a lot of people is learning how to sew now mask, but that's yes. about as far as it goes. No, for sure. I know a little, a little bit here and there since doing drag, but I still am definitely not going to be making no outfits from head to toe. <laughs> 
Um, did you have any role models? I really was influenced by a lot of like the musicians I was listening to, um, which is good and bad because some musicians aren't the best people in the entire world. But music was a really big part of my life growing up. Um, I just really kind of connected with music. I mean, I was I was like a goth kid in a really small town, so people didn't absolutely love me. There was a lot of bullying and stuff that went on, but music really helped me with that. Um, I really was a big fan growing up of like artists like um, Marilyn Manson, more kind of underground people like oh, yeah. uh, this band called The Birthday Massacre, just crazy stuff like that. But those were kind of people that I looked up to. I used to go to a lot of shows as well. So it was kind of like I was able to come face to face with these people that I kind of looked up to and considered role models in a way too. So it just kind of made it for feel more, you know, like reality. Marilyn Manson, when he first came out, I didn't like him. And then all of a sudden it's like uh, one day I love listening to Certain, <laughs> certain songs that he has so i know how that is and then i listened to him garbage i don't know if you listen i to love garbage yes oh my god i love them so much they are about to be torn with alanis morissette uh, well oh. they're going to be torn this year but of course with the covid thing it's not going to be until next year but that is like one of the bands that i cannot wait to that sounds do. great i mean all things aside that gives me more time to save up so that's good to know <laughs> oh yeah that's what and there's a place um cl- not too far from chattanooga because i was going to spend the night in chattanooga and try to travel there um, it's in georgia somewhere northeast georgia that they're going to be playing at so that would be a place to look for yeah. when they okay. come around because it's hard to see them since they're from is it ireland i think it was where yes ireland or sweden probably ireland it's one of the two there so i right. try to catch them uh, i want to catch them at least sometimes before they stop touring because n- nobody's getting any younger right I, <laughs> I love them though they're like so like classic rock grunge they're so much fun how did you come up with your name so ironically enough um this is like a running joke at like my venue and with like other entertainers i actually do not like gin the drink um i think it tastes like a christmas tree or like pine saw and just not really into it but so um i was drinking one night And I had decided that I wanted to start doing drag. I'd actually been asked by um, the previous show director at my venue to come and perform for her birthday. And I was like, I need to think of a really cool name. I don't want to just like use like my first name and like a fake last name. I just really want it to be like something like I want to create like a complete alter ego fantasy. You know what I mean? Like I don't Mm want to I want to be something different than myself. So I was thinking of different things. I was thinking of different drinks because I just think cocktails are cute. I was thinking of something like martini or something like that. And then I don't, I am a really big fan of Dita Von Teese, the burlesque oh, dancer. Yeah. So that's kind of where I got Vaughn from. And then I saw that gin and tonic would kind of flow very well. So I kind of just morphed it together and gin Von Tonic was, was created. So what does being a drag queen allow you to do or express when you perform that you normally wouldn't do? So I I really like dressing up. I like the big, bold makeup. I mean, I have the longest lashes in Chattanooga. I'm very proud of them. Um, but <laughs> I definitely could not be wearing those things every day to my job. I work in marketing and everybody would probably look at me like I was a crazy person. Um, so I... I'm just able to kind of express myself more. I'm able to wear kind of like, I really like wearing like revealing clothing and kind of like provocative clothing and stuff like that. Like I'm, I just really enjoy like living that fantasy and wearing lots of club wear 
and wearing like my big platform boots that are like uh, inspired by rave culture. So I just kind of like being able to do all those things that I really love seeing, but like, I'm like, Oh, I can't do that on my nine to five Monday through Friday job. So I'm just super excited to be able to express myself. I'm also again, really influenced by like music. Like I'll hear a song and I'm like, I would love to like wear all pink for this, get like a bright pink wig, have bright pink makeup, like really just make this song into like a complete and total like visual art piece. So that's a big part of um, what I'm able to do in drag. So this kind of goes along uh, with that. So what qualities of your drag persona have you wished that you had in your life? So I used to be so so bad at public speaking. Um, when I started, when I took over as the show director at my venue, um, I realized, wow, I'm going to have to start talking on the microphone and hosting and being funny and relatable. And oh my gosh. Um, so that was kind of a skill I needed to learn. Um, whenever I am not in drag, I, um, I've done like dress rehearsals at the palace for certain things and I will go and not be in drag and I will not do things full out. I will not perform full out. I will not lip sing full out because it just feels silly. It just feels like I'm not all in, you know, my gear and my wigs and my makeup. So it just feels I'm not Jin. I'm Samantha and Samantha is kind of boring and shy. So as Jin, I'm just always kind of really outgoing. Um, I have a couple of uh, shots of liquid courage and then I have the <laughs> microphone and um, I'm just, I get up there sometimes and like, I just say things that come in my head and sometimes they're kind of stupid and sometimes they're like really clever. And I mean, in my personal life, I'm such an overthinker and I overthink everything before I say it. And when I'm gin, I'm just, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to say. And let's just do the gig. So I have a lot more confidence and courage, um, you know, being Jin because she just is a lot more fun than me, honestly. Um, she's a lot more fun. She's a lot more outgoing. Um, she's got long eyelashes. She's got her big boots on and she's just ready to take on the world. So so tell me about uh, your first time when you actually dressed up as Jen and went out there on the stage. Yeah. So the first time I performed at a it was like a birthday drag show. It was kind of like the public event, but it was kind of more of like a word of mouth. So it was like a cute, small, kind of more intimate crowd. Um, I went out there and I wasn't 100 percent sure on like what drag for female entertainers, like, you know, just female, biological females was. So I went out there, I styled my hair real nice. I did my makeup like I was going on a nice little date. Um, and I told myself, I was like, um, so I'm not going to be wearing fake eyelashes and I will never wear a wig. And then two weeks later, I made a bunch of fake eyelashes. I found new ways to do more kind of um, fantasy kind of style makeup, like very hyper feminized to a point where like it's very, you know, overdone in mainstream opinions eyes. Um, and that's just kind of what I became. The first time I performed, though, um, kind of as I was trying to be Jen Von Tonic, but she wasn't quite there yet. Um, I did. More I Jen, not, not Tonic. Right. I was. Yeah, it was just kind of like Samantha Von Tonic. Jen wasn't there yet. But um, I did. Uh, I can't do it alone from Chicago by uh, Miss Velma Kelly. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a big Broadway nerd. So. That was super fun. Um, I was always really into Broadway. I was a competitive dancer for 10 years. So Broadway is kind of like my go-to. So what sparked you like, to, to have the desire to be the show director? 
So the previous show director, um, she was a little bit older. She had been doing drag for like, I don't know, probably at least like 20 or more years, maybe even more than that. I'm not 100% sure, but she's been doing drag in Chattanooga for a very long time. And I started helping her out with things um, because when I came along, they had just started the shows and the palace itself is just kind of a performance venue spot. It's not so much like a dedicated drag bar, but... um, they were starting to do the shows. They didn't really have a lot of marketing going. It was very word of mouth, which like is still, it can still work. But me having a marketing slash communications degree, I was like, we need to do some social media. We need to make some pages. We need to make some digital flyers. We need to be doing all of this stuff. So I kind of took over that aspect. Um, she was still the show director, but I was kind of helping her make everything happen behind the scenes. Um, and I didn't mind by any means because um, this person was the first person that asked me to perform. Um, they had just kind of become like somebody that I really enjoyed working with and had looked up to because they gave me that opportunity that and no one else had. So we were working on it together. And then eventually um, she wanted to step down because she was a little bit older. She wanted to spend more time with her family and her grandkids. And just kind of by default, I had already kind of been doing so much behind the scenes stuff and helping the show operate. So she was like, hey, would you like to be the show director? And I was like, oh, God, that sounds like a lot, but I'm there. And um, since then, it's been over a year and it's going pretty well. So I can't complain. What have you learned about yourself uh, since you started doing this? Um, That I might have an alcohol problem. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I mean, I do take a couple of shots though to have that liquid courage, like I said earlier, but oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've learned that I need not to doubt myself in certain situations. I, in my personal life, I overthink. I just have a lot of insecurities. Um, I'm always in my own head. Um, I can pick out 10 things that I'm doing wrong that someone else would be like, you're literally not doing anything wrong, dude. It's cool. But I've really learned to kind of not doubt myself. I've learned that I can literally make a show from just having the opportunity to step in and start marketing, not at the risk of sounding vain. But when I stepped in as show director, our numbers went from us having like a crowd of like 20 to 30 people to like selling out every single night with like 40, 50, 60 plus people. And that wasn't just me by any means. I had enlisted um, more entertainers and, you know, we did more marketing and stuff. But I mean, ultimately, I feel like I had a big part in helping to make that happen. So and I, I'd never done anything like that. I'd never taken something from scratch and turned it into like something wonderful and successful. So just being able to do that and, you know, bring the people around me that were able to help me create that as well is um, a really cool feeling. So it's quite an accomplishment for myself and the others that were directly involved, of course. What is the best advice that you've received? Um, the best advice I received has been from, there was another female entertainer who's been doing drag for a while in Chattanooga. Um, she does a couple of gigs here and there. She's not quite as actively involved as like myself, who is performing almost every week. But she told me, don't let anybody make you feel different because like I, I have so much mad respect for the traditions of drag, the pageantry, the traditions that, you know, gay men started drag. And I absolutely, I mean, I honor that. I respect that immensely. Um, 
because without them starting that, it, it wouldn't be where it is today. So I always want to remain respectful, but I also try to I morph I tried to morph my drag into like I want to put as much effort into it as um Amanda's. I I don't ever want to start I don't want to use my already female looks and just, you know, put on some eyeliner and say, "Hey, I'm a drag queen" because that's that's not what it is in my opinion. Um and everybody's drag is valid. I'm not trying to say nothing there, but um I just I always want I just want to be on the same level. And I think it makes me work harder and I think being told something like, "Hey, it might be rough for a little while. People might not take you seriously, but that just should make mean that you work harder." And I did take that advice and I and I did it and I mean I often get booked on a lot of the pop more popular events happening here in Chattanooga um so I like to think that I I did make that happen and of course I'm still learning of I mean I never stop learning when you stop growing that's kind of when problems arise so but just taking that and learning who I was and learning that there might be some obstacles at first, but to overpower through them um, has been really helpful because I never want any kind of experience to make me bitter. And even if I feel a little mad about something afterwards, there's always, there's always a reason it happens. So. Yeah. I think that some people have that stigma that it just has to be a, a man or, you know, a gay man or a man dressing up like a woman for that to be a drag, you know, drag or drag queen. When in fact, you know, women can do it. And especially now, like with RuPaul's celebrity drag race, they're taking women and um, transforming them into drag queens. So Right. No, for sure. And I, I mean, I respect everybody's opinion. Um, I might not like it or agree with it, but I'll respect you for having an opinion like you do you. But um, I, I think also because females doing drag is kind of such a newfound idea in comparison to how long that drag has been around. I think, and especially like you said, with RuPaul's Celebrity Drag Race, I mean, I maybe wish you'd have a girl here and there on the regular drag race, but you oh, know, yeah. that's his, his show. He does what he, he does what he wants to do. But um, I, I think it'll help normalize it. And I also think a, a lot of the female drag queens that I talk to as well kind of have the same idea. Work hard. Um, you are already a female, so make that look hyper feminine. Make it more of a fantasy. Put as much effort in as a man does to create himself to look like a woman. And just by doing that, I mean, everybody's kind of on the same playing field. I mean, all drag is valid. All drag is different. But at the end of the day, I mean, work hard to turn yourself into a fantasy. That ultimately, in my opinion, is what drag is. So. Oh, yeah. Have you got to travel around any uh, doing drag? Yeah. Like the no, I, I, I've traveled around um, a little bit. Nothing too, too crazy far. I, um, I've been booked several times in Knoxville, um, which is always super fun. Um, I like a lot of the Knoxville queens um, and I'll actually book them at my venues too. So it's super nice. We kind of have like a, you know, a, a professional relationship going on. Um, they're also just wonderful people. Um, I've been to Knoxville. I've uh, been to Nashville. Um, and I have been, oh, I've been, it's a little tiny town, but it's cute. A little Cookville, Tennessee. Oh, um, I I, they asked me to come and perform at their Pride Festival, which was like a lot of fun. So I've stayed in the Tennessee area. Um, I've talked um, to several people about branching out over into the Atlanta area or even the Augusta area, which is super close to my hometown. But with COVID and everything, we'll we'll see where that yeah. goes. <laughs> Don't really want to go anywhere right now. Right, that's why I no. haven't traveled back home because my parents, like I said, still live up there. But with this whole thing going on, my mom's like, "Just wait until after this is over with." So right, 
No, absolutely. So I haven't so, made it up there. Yeah, maybe best not to go into a super full bar, a small square feet <laughs> bar with 100 people right now. So we'll wait, though. We'll see what the future holds. True. So what is an interesting thing about you that we wouldn't learn from your friends? I forgot who I am just now. <laughs> um, I'm actually so, strangely enough, I perform as Gin Von Tonic. I wear my kind of skimpy outfits. I do my kind of skimpy sometimes performances. Um, I actually am really into um, and starting a career in the public relations world, which is completely the opposite of drag. Um, public relations is so very like uptight and, you know, public relations coordinators are often the ones that have to proofread things to make sure before a statement is released to make sure it's not offensive in the slightest way. It's very, you know, everyone will read it and be happy and everything. And it's so funny because I, I go from drag and like um, being on the microphone saying like can i say a bad word i don't want oh to yeah this trouble. is a okay podcast. <laughs> okay um, everybody like, asked that i'm like yep it's okay, a podcast cool. I you can say whatever sure. you want uh, <laughs> i like go from on friday nights hosting as gin Montonic being like hey motherfuckers welcome to the palace to like my my day job where i'm like okay let me proofread that before you submit it sir um <laughs> so it's just such a an odd an odd leap from one world to the other. So that's kind of an interesting fact for me. My day job is completely different from drag. Actually, most places if I work at probably would not like to hear that I do that. So I work at a doctor's office and it's funny because yesterday um, I was putting out a flyer on my, on the webpage, uh, the Magenta Maven, and I was texting it to my husband and I had the last text that I had sent was actually to the doctor that I work for. So I accidentally sent it to her. Oh my gosh. And nobody at work knows that I inter- you know do these interviews on the podcast. Right. So I told her so I just sent back I'm like the secrets out. <laughs> she just starts laughing uh, about that and I tell her I was like I run a podcast where I interview entertainers and she's like cool so she may listen she may not. I have yeah, no- <laughs> right on. Well if she's here, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I, um, whenever I do interviews, I'll often on like Fridays, I usually try to get off early wherever I work so I can get ready for the show and everything. So I have to get myself ready and the venue ready and make sure everybody else is ready. Um, I will always say, oh, on Fridays, um, I help with a, a local art show. <laughs> um, so if I could get off like an hour earlier, so that would be great. And they're like, oh, what kind of art? And I'm like, just local artists expressing themselves. <laughs> like, And then I what quickly the change truth? subjects. So, I mean, so, yeah, right. like you're lying to anybody about No, it. for sure. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. It's like a little secret life of mine. <laughs> so what do you like to do in your spare time? Um, so... I I just moved into my fiance and I moved into our first house. So that's super exciting. Right now, my hobbies consist of unpacking and trying to figure the fuck out what I'm doing with this house. Um, but other than that, I just really like going out with friends. Um, I really like even if I'm not in drag, I like going to drag shows. Um, there's a bunch of other venues. Well, not a bunch. There's several other venues in Chattanooga that I really like going out and supporting. Um they have 
other people at other venues have become really good friends of mine. So I just like going out and doing that. I really like um, just hanging out with people, um, just seeing my friends, living my life. I really like shopping. I'm a very big fan of um, buying things with credit cards and putting myself in debt. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit of a problem, but that's a conversation for another day. But doing that, and I also like love traveling. I'm not able to travel as much as I would like to, but my fiance and I, we always do like one big trip a year. Um, we really like going to New Orleans. That's one of our favorite places. It's a lot of fun. Um, and next year, we're getting married and we're looking at going on a honeymoon to London. So that'll be super exciting. Uh, you say that and actually, I'm supposed to be in London right now. But oh my due God. to the COVID, uh, I cannot get to, we had to cancel our trip. I'm so sorry. That's so heartbreaking. Yeah, yesterday we were supposed to left yesterday, and then we we're going to be we're going to London, Ireland, Scotland for ten days. Oh my and, gosh! Um, we we're coming back on the 25th, and then this COVID thing happened. So now we have had to change the whole trip around. So we're but we're going uh, we're coming to the Koei to go whitewater rafting in June. Yeah. Um, okay. Right on. And I... then we're going to Las Vegas in December. So. Heck yeah, that's awesome though. Sort of bear well, hopefully things are cleared up and the world is normal again, but <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, I can I can't wait for it to uh, get that way. Yeah. Um. So, what projects are you currently working on? Well, not a lot right now because Corona Miss Miss Rona kind of fucked up my <laughs> life a little bit. Um. But we're working on um. We are in talks with the venue. I cannot give a lot of details because I do not have verification of these things but i will try to be my pr professional self and give a little insight without giving too much insight um we are working on adding more shows to the venue um so that's super exciting um we have our friday night shows which is just a very artistic theater setting drag show um we have once a month we have uh dragaroki which is um hosted by one of my cast members and my assistant show director, um, Ophelia Cox, she is a phenomenal singer. She hosts the drag karaoke night where people come and sing karaoke and drag queens perform while people are singing karaoke. It's so much fun. It goes really well sometimes. And then sometimes it's just a shit show, but that makes it even better sometimes. So um, that's a lot of fun. Um, we also have a amateur slash talent night. Um, and that is hosted by Miss Brianna Adams, who is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. She is um, very much a comedy queen. So she does very well hosting up and coming entertainers who are maybe performing for the first time or haven't really performed very much. But we are looking at adding other things to that as well to kind of broaden our horizons. Um, and I don't know if if things go good after Miss Miss Rona leaves uh, the world which i'm hoping is super soon because no one likes her no. um we will see what goes on there so i'm sorry i can't give a lot of details but i'm currently working on figuring out um adding on some new new and exciting things for all things drag i like to consider um the palace as like the drag rec center of chattanooga we we do a little of everything we have a little a bunch of different things to offer people so um it's very interesting. It's a really cool place to come and do art. So, yeah. Well, that's definitely needed there. What we do, our shows are at 
our shows are early for drag shows. It's very weird, but we actually do very well. Um, our shows are at nine o'clock because we have apartments upstairs and they like to complain. Um, <laughs> so it's great. Um, but our shows are at nine. Usually they run until like around 11. Um, and me and several of the cast members will go and after party at Allen's and see all of our girls there. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I, uh, we 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 have a really good um kind of relationship with Alan Golds and all the entertainers there so we kind of support one another so it's super nice especially to be supported by a venue that has been there for so long so it's a really really nice um alliance we have there i feel like a lot of times venues kind of compete with one another and there's always i mean it's drag there's always drama but we we do well we kind of have a very a very family setting here in chattanooga i mean there's drama here and there but i don't talk to those people you know oh yeah <laughs> so, best to stay away when you can right for sure nine o'clock that is really to me that's a good time because if you get people that are you don't don't stay up late they don't uh, you know, drink a whole lot or they don't do that, then that's a good venue for them to go to, to get, you know, to do what they need to before it's time to, um, to no, get back. Absolutely. And, and it's, so the palace is a small theater setting. It has a bar and then you walk through a little um, doorway and it's right into a theater. Like there's a stage, it's very theater seating. Um, and it's got a capacity of like a hundred, but a hundred people in there. It's very tight. So it's a very small kind of intimate setting but our shows are very like a theater setting like we we do two acts we have a short intermission in between them so for them to start a little earlier at nine o'clock it just kind of feels more of like you're going to see like a like a, a show at a theater you know what i mean regardless of it being drag it's like a theater show with an intermission and two acts and all that kind of stuff so it's it's very interesting it's very um very theatrical a lot of the time um so it's very, very on brand for us. <laughs> yeah. And probably too, I know at Allen's, it kind of gets kind of, it gets crowded around. So you don't really get to see who you want to see all right. the with them going there. That's probably where you can see it a little bit, a little bit better on there. No, for sure. And it's really nice too, because I, I think we have a very unique environment for a drag show. I don't, I don't know a lot of drag shows that are like very like, like take place in an actual theater. Um, so I, I like that we have our own kind of aesthetic and environment going on. Um, I love Allen's. I love their drinks. They're so strong. Um, and I love all the entertainers there. Um, but I think it, it has a different kind of, um, environment to it. So it's just kind of to each their own, um, a lot of people like coming to our shows and then going to Allen's for like the after party. Um, we're kind of like uh, somebody said at one time, they're like the palace is where the party gets started on Friday nights. And then Allen's is the after party. Cause it's very kind of more of like a, like a bar kind of clubby environment, which is super fun too. But um, I think everybody is a little bit different and some people love both those things and some people kind of feel more comfortable at one or the other. So I like that we are able to offer different environments for different individuals in Chattanooga. Have you tried uh, the rainbow slushy at Allen's? No, but that sounds really good. <laughs> what uh, is that? You need to uh, order that when you go. They used to have, sell it all the time, but it's a bunch of like alcohols that are mixed, but it literally tastes like one of those um, icy slushies with all the colors in it. Oh my God, that sounds so good. And they put it all, it's like all in one um, thing. And I missed it so much 
when I lived here from going there that I called and asked somebody, I was like, can you please give me the recipe? Because I do not live in Chattanooga anymore and I need a <laughs> drink. Oh, I love that. That sounds so good. I'll have to try that. That would, yeah. that would be very refreshing after a show. <laughs> you may have to hunt somebody down, but one of them is all you need. Okay, I'll right give on. Your heads up on that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I am such a lightweight. It's kind of sad. And I forget sometimes when I'm drinking with other queens that um, if I'm drinking with like a you know, a drag queen who's a male, I forget that they have such a higher tolerance than me and I'll try to keep up with them. And then I'm like under the table and they're just sitting there fine. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have a, uh, where can our listeners connect with you online? So I am on Facebook and Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, but your girl doesn't go on Twitter very much. But if you want to follow me, I'm there. Um, so I am just Jen Von Tonic on everything. No underscores, no uh, numbers, nothing like that. Just Jen Von Tonic on Instagram, Jen Von Tonic on Facebook and um on Twitter as well, even though I don't use it very much. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Mm, maybe, huh? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. You're a good interviewer. Um, <laughs> maybe, um, maybe something like, what is your like go-to, um, what is your go-to um, song to perform or something like oh, that? Because I feel like everybody kind of has a go-to. So what is your go-to song? Okay. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I, I so I'm weird um I do not repeat songs very often um like hell has frozen over if Jen Von Tonic has repeated a song I feel like um my fiance picks on me all the time because like after a few weeks it's cool to repeat it like it's a different people people aren't always going to remember it um but he's like you can repeat a song every now and then and I'm like no I can't my go-to song is so I'm really into this like ravey club kid aesthetic right now so anything right now is currently by this band called nightclub out of los angeles um i really like them they make me want to grab some glow sticks and um do some more recreational activities <laughs> like i used to do back in the day so that's kind of like my go-to thing right now i did one of their songs last night and i'm going to do several more so very excited oh, i'll have to check them out and listen to them yeah they're really good music so it's just uh uh, random for me as well i listen to country to rap to everything is like the people are like well what kind of music do you like well i don't have a really a special kind that i like because i listen to everything so yeah no i feel you i'm not i like everything besides like i'm just not a country girl i mean i'm i'll get down to some jolene but <laughs> <laughs> i mean but that's just a classic that's just an american mm -hmm. classic well, Miley Cyrus's version is really good. Oh, I have heard that one, too. That's pretty good, too. Well, thank you very much for letting me do this interview with you. And I'm super happy to be here. Thank you for all this. This has been super fun. I would like to thank my guests for joining me and letting me interview them. If you have any questions for future entertainers, please leave me a message at anchor.fm forward slash the magenta maven m-a-v-a-n also please follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at the magenta maven and thank you for listening until next time